Uh, hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. With me, I have Alex, and we're going to be doing our Doctor Strange rewatch. But before you do that, what I need you guys to do is go on ahead and go over to Good Pods, go over to Spotify, go over to Apple Podcasts. Go over to all those places and rate us and also tell us what you think of Movie Lovers Unite. Tell us what you think about this review. And, you know, Alex is here. We're going to have a good time doing this rewatch. This is one of my favorite things to do is to do these rewatches before a movie comes out. So let's go on ahead. Let's get on with the show. Oh, hey, everyone. Um, But, yeah. Hey, Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing great, John. How are you? I'm doing great, man. You know, it's good to have you back on as always and stuff like that. So tonight we're actually rewatching. Uh, we well, we're not rewatching, but we are actually reviewing our rewatch of Doctor Strange, and this is actually to get us prepared for Doctor Strange in the multiverse in the multiverse of madness. So going into this thing, I haven't seen this movie since I bought the Blu-ray because mm. I actually have the Blu-ray in the blue and steel case and stuff like that. And I love Benedict Cumberbatch. When you look great at his funkiness, yes, great actor. Also, too, great as Sherlock Holmes. Also, too, another thing I want to mention is this, is the fact that I love what he was able to do with Doctor Strange. It, his character is exactly as power was in the comic books, except for one thing. He actually does have a sister in the comic books as I well. Yep. So he actually has a sister in the comic books and his own guilt and shame of the things that happen within that comic book and stuff like that is also to his own consciousness and everything uh, that plays into his whole entire family ordeals and stuff like that. But that's in the origins of his Doctor Strange. As a matter of fact, I actually recommend anyone to check out the Doctor Strange annual that will actually get you set up into his origin story. But as far as an MCU film goes, I, I enjoyed this film. And what did you think of it when you first saw it? Oh, when I first saw it, I thought it was it was definitely trippy. And a really good introduction on the mystical side of the Marvel Universe. I, I loved all the special effects and visuals that was in place in this movie, especially when he meets the Ancient One for the first time and she sends him on that mystical acid trip that really just blew my mind when I first <laughs> saw it. I was like, it's a very pretty movie to look at. Visual. It is. It kind of reminds you of Inception in a sense, because yeah. of the way that they're doing the um, the sequences and stuff like that. But also, too, man, another thing I want to mention is this. with Whenever he gets into that car accident, you really feel for him, because he's actually, actually supposed to be this top-notch doctor who's really snarky. He's basically a Tony Stark, but he's a doctor so, instead. He's kind of worse. He's kind of more yeah. of a jerk than Tony True. Stark. He's egotistical. He doesn't care about anybody. He's a doctor, but he wa- he brags about how good he is at what he does. Mm-hmm. And that's basically w- whenever he that's his downfall. And that's also why the Asian one doesn't really want to do anything with him, especially when he goes through all these uh, things, when, whenever he, the surgeries he's going under, wanting to hold the scalpel again. He can't hold the scalpel anymore because of the nerve dam- damage that's done to his hands. And it's actually right out of the comic books exactly how it was actually done. And that's something that I really do appreciate that they did. They took their time with this film. And another thing too, is I love the special effects. And also too, Mordo was actually Dr. Strange's friend whenever he first gets in there. So they actually got that part, right? I, I, I really enjoyed his relationship with Mordo. 
I thought, uh, I don't remember the actor's name, and I just watched it yesterday. Rewatched it yesterday. But <clears throat> I thought he was the homie. Oh, like he was the first one to stand up for Steven when the ancient one's like, nah, we don't have to train him. But it was like, oh, but let's, we should. He's been out there for hours. Maybe we should give him a shot. And I was like, Mordo, dude, he's cool. But I thought this movie was very brutal. Like I, I, I haven't seen, I've only seen it once since it came out. And I was like, I really enjoy this movie. And I haven't watched it since. But rewatching it, I was just like, especially that car accident scene. And it shows his face all beaten up. Oh, yeah. And I was like, ooh, that's kind of intense. Or in the beginning when Casillas cuts that one dude's head off, even though you just see the shadow, it's just, it's implied. I was like, oh, this this movie starts off brutal. Right out of the gate. Very yeah, brutal, like, very dark. For, for a, a Mar- Yeah, for a Marvel superhero PG-13 superhero movie, you can bring the whole family to watch this dude get his head cut off. You know, I, I, but I, I, I liked that little edginess to it, especially with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch performance as Stephen Strange. Like, I loved how arrogant he was. It it gave room for character development. It gave room for that growth. You saw the transition of how he goes from super arrogant, like not only wanting to help people if it makes him look good, to towards the end of the movie when he traps himself in that time loop with Dormammu. And he's like, well, if I have to suffer for all eternity just to keep you here and protect everyone else, I will. Like, just to see his character go from the beginning to that was incredible. And I thought Benedict Cumberbatch is is Benedict Cumberbatch. Sherlock Holmes, he's amazing. He definitely is. And, you know, I definitely have to say, whenever you look at this movie as a whole, what he was able to do with Dormammu and stuff like that with the time loop and stuff like that, it was fantastic. It was something that you haven't seen before in an MCU movie where they're doing this Groundhog's Day. Yeah, where they do this Groundhog's Day kind of bit. Dormammu, I came to bargain. He keeps on killing him over and over again. And then before you know it, Dormammu is actually in his own worst state of mind now because of the fact that's his nightmare of Doctor Strange keep on wanting to make a bargain with him over and over and over again. And, you know, he's like, no, I don't want none of this. Yeah, go home. I don't, fine, stop. I won't attack her. Just go home. I don't want to deal with this. I I thought that was a really cool finale because it does, like, kind of swerve away from the track of a Marvel movie. Usually they have mm-hmm. that big CGI fight, and this definitely... It technically was a big CGI fight. He's in the dark dimension with this giant dark being, and he's being obliterated in multiple different ways. But just how it's resolved, it's different. It's more a battle of wits than power. And that was a that was a cool, different take on this movie. That's which I, I appreciated they did that. I did too. To be honest with you, that's something that I really do appreciate. And also too, they also mention. To the multiverse over and over again. They hit you with it, and you don't even realize they're hitting you with it. It's like, okay, that's cool. You know, we get it. There's other realms. We saw that in Ant Man. We saw that in this. And then we're like, okay, it's the multiverse. He's not going to touch that, supposedly. But then we wind up finding out, hey, look, when Peter comes and visits him in No Way Home, okay, so we are going to touch on the multiverse after all. And I like how they explain the rules of the multiverse about how you're not supposed to use the multiverse for your own own intentions and everything because of how dark it is. Hmm. And then what does Dr. Strange do? He winds up using the multiverse, but he doesn't do it in the intentions that you think he's going to do it in. His intentions are good because if it was his douchebag ways of doing things. Right. 
he wouldn't have helped Peter the way he did. Because that's what I got. That's the vibe that I got from him in No Way Home. Yeah. He yeah, he he was doing it for a good reason, but I just loved how this movie, like I, at the time I, w- I didn't realize it. Cause I was so focused on the infinity war saga, you know, with the infinity gauntlet, but even then they were setting up. I don't know if that was the, the, the plan, but it was like, mm-hmm. Hey, just in case we're going to set up for the multiverse too. Just little, little tidbits here and there, even with Baron Mordo's character. Like I, mm-hmm. like the thing that he says in the movie, like, you know, you always have to pay the, pay your due like he he says somewhat the same thing in the trailer like hey you got you got to face the consequences consequences. Right. consequences for your actions hopefully he also brings up the no more so too many sorcerer type of thing but i just like even in this movie it sets up for years ahead and that like that was just so cool and that's one of the reasons why i love the mcu so much it's just the long storytelling even then that's all i really need for you to set up something just just throw me a little nugget here and there throughout the movie and that's that's good that's all i need too to be honest with you man because here's the thing yes that infinity stone stuff was the main focus because of the fact that we would be we're going to be faced with a big bat known as thanos that was our main focus. So basically, when they said, oh, a multiverse, we're like, okay, that's cool. Okay. So, yeah, you have, the time, you have the time stone and everything. So that goes in with the Infinity Stone. So we're not thinking of the fact that this is going to set up for this one. We're thinking only in the present. We're not thinking of the future. So that's something that I really liked about it was on how they actually give us little small nuggets like you mentioned and then also, like you said, the brutality of the car accident was a big thing. Then you also have the other big scene whenever they do the mirror scene, when, of course, you wind up seeing uh, the Ancient One, when they wind up kicking the Ancient One out of the mirror realm, and then she falls down into the streets, and she... Yeah! I'm like, I was like, Ooh. oh, the cape is going to catch her or something. It's going to, like, slow her descent. Like, nope, that was Sidewalk. <laughs> sidewalk got her. And you don't realize how brutal that scene is until you actually view it. This Don't get me wrong, in the theater and everything, I remembered it, but I don't remember it being that brutal up until I did this rewatch. It was a hefty thump when she yeah. hit the crowd. Me and my wife were watching it last night. We were both just like, oh, damn. Yeah, <laughs> that was rough. Yeah, that's a wrap for the Asian one. But get this, though. Even in the comic books, they don't really kill off the Asian one the way they did. The Asian one basically trains Doctor Strange and stuff like that. But then something winds up happening to the Asian one. I forgot what ha- winds up happening, but then she wa- then he winds up dying. He just he just pieces out. He's like, all right. Right. He winds up dying, and then next thing you know it, Doctor Strange is the Sorcerer Supreme. And then, of course, Mardo and him have their beef between each other because of the fact that he's actually the Sorcerer Supreme. It's basically Mardo is basically the jealous child uh, and everything, too. Because, you know, it looked like everything was setting up for Mordo to be the one to get everything. Also, yeah. too, Mordo was actually the one who was going to kill uh, the Asian one in the comic books mm-hmm. when Doctor Strange came around. I do know that. that so was, that was something. Yeah. Baron Mordo. That, that's one thing I didn't <laughs> like about this movie. They didn't refer to him as Baron Mordo. I kept waiting. I'm like, all right, I don't want Mordo. I want Baron Mordo. Yeah. He has the title. I don't know if he's royalty, but he should have that title. Maybe in the sequel. Maybe he'll have it in That's Multiverse what I'm thinking. Again. This is Baron Mordo. I'm like, that's that's such a cool name. That's why I named my dog. 
That's why I named my dog Baron, though it's a different Baron, but it still sounds cool. So it's still the same concept. I, same I'll concept. allow it. <laughs> but, you know, another thing, too, that I liked, though, was remember the part where they're, where basically Doctor Strange is also fighting inside the house, and of course they wind, he winds up going into the hospital because he gets stabbed? Mm-hmm. And I like how he's still in his wizard outfit. It looked like he was LARPing. And then he's calling for the nurse. Christine! Christine! And she goes, what the hell happened to you? And then next thing you know, he's up on the operating table. And then his aura winds up leaving him. And I like how at first she's like very freaked out. And then she's like casually just letting it be... uh, Yeah, she she was freaked out. But I don't know if I was performing surgery on someone and their spirit just popped up above me like, hey, don't do that. Like, what? Like I would like her, her level. She's like she freaked out, but her level of freaked out didn't quite match a realistic level of freaking out. Like I would have backed away like, bro, what? I need a full on. No, do the surgery. Like, I need a full on explanation first of what's happening right now. It's like time out. You're here, but you're there. So what's going on with you? Yeah. But at the same time, she also is a nurse. She's also someone that is dealing with trying to help somebody, especially a colleague. Mm-hmm. So she has to keep her cool the whole time anyways. But even under that circumstances, I think I would be a lot more freaked out than than what she was letting on. Yeah. It's like, hey, unless like if I'm doing surgery on you, don't don't appear as a ghost and try to help me without some kind of warning. Like, let me know right before you become a ghost. Like, Hey, just so you know, my spirit's going to come out, poke through a hole in reality and, and start talking to you. So don't trip when that happens, you know, mentally brace myself for that. Exactly. But no, he, he wouldn't be Dr. Strange if he wouldn't have done that. <laughs> to be honest with you, he's always about himself in this, uh, in this show up until the very end. Yeah. You think about it, but this is how good Benedict Cumberbatch is, though, as an actor. Mm. And the levels that he can do, the layers that he can do. Because at first he turns out to be a pompous jerk, and then he realizes that, oh, wait, I really do care about the ancient one. I really care about this realm. This is more than, to me, this is actually more than just the having the hands being uh, done now, where yeah. basically I was just up here chilling up in this mountain, learning this magic so the way I can cure my hands. And now he's actually attached to the ancient one. He's attached to all this stuff. And I like how he's using the magic to gain what he wants in a sense, because he goes, okay, so I can't be a surgeon. So I'll be a sorcerer Supreme. And he winds up going into the library, picking on Wong, tapping him on the shoulder as he's listening to the Beyonce song and stuff like that. What did you think of that, those elements? I mean, did the comedy work for you on this one or not? Uh, yeah, I th- I thought it was funny. He he was very snarky, and that's that's what I like. That's what made it funny when he just had like you know smart ass comments here and there, especially to Wong. He's being annoying, but uh, I also liked how they made him not good at his job at his job at first. Like when he's trying to be a sorcerer, mm-hmm. and he's still like when he's fighting Casillas and his followers the first time, he's just not good at it. And I appreciate it when a movie does that. It takes them a while to become adept at it. Is that the right word? Adept? Adapt? Adept. That's adept. the right word. Adept. Yep. Adapt. Adapt or adept? Adept. 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 <laughs> this is going to take me five minutes figuring out which one. 
the word is. One, whatever word I'm trying to say, that's what I'm trying to say. It takes him a while to get to that point, but I, I appreciate seeing that growth, not just in his character, but in his skills. My only issue with um, that that also is in that training montage. It's just kind of sudden. It's just like, all right, we're going to teach you spell. Oh, wow, you're really good at this. You memorized all these spells and, and books already. I was just like, oh, that was okay. That was a little rush. They had to rush something. Well, I feel like this. We don't know how many years or how long he was actually there. If they would actually give us a timetable of how long he was there for, yeah. it would give us a more of a way of actually knowing what was the deal. Even whenever he runs into his friend who happens to be the nurse, too. Uh, Christine, like right? It's been months or something, you know. Well, I think she did, didn't she? Didn't she mention the fact that it's been a while or something? They or, said it's been a while, but like... How long That's has it been a while, though? Like, when's a while? Like, uh, <laughs> a week? A couple? A few, like, two weeks? You know, if it was, like, I, I'm imagining he's been gone for a few months, maybe. Especially being in Tibet. I mean, come on. You have to at least spend X amount of months away from New York. Yeah. Just the so, amount of time to take to get you there to that other country to find the this sorcerer temple. You know, uh, some some little clarification on that, how long it's been would have been nice. I agree, because it would actually make that training montage a lot more smoother going into it to where we can adjust to it. Okay, so he's doing the training montage two weeks later or something like that to where he's like an imperfect person to be training under Mortar yeah. and everything. But no, he, it just goes straight into the fighting. It kind of reminds me of a 90s movie in a sense on the way that it actually acted. It's like, okay, we're going to do a training montage. And then all of a sudden it goes through a training montage. Then all of a sudden it goes into him learning the books and, st- and the Eye of Agamotto mm-hmm. and everything. And then after that, you have the fight with uh, the main antagonist. And I, like you said, I like the imperfectness of that fight sequence because he doesn't know any of this stuff that's inside this house he's in the sanctum. He, 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 my favorite thing is, too, he doesn't know what this artifact that he has in his hand. So he was just, he, and I like how Asilis goes, you know he's what like, that is used for? He's like, you don't know how to use that, do you? He just throws it at him. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was going to do something else, and then that's when I like how they made the cape a character. It kind of yeah. reminds you of Aladdin with the with the magic carpet. Yeah, exactly. And, that's what it reminded me of. I, I and I, I love that cape. I was like, look, I do too. That's a, that's a sassy cape. I can tell already just how it's beating that one dude to death. <laughs> And he literally beats him to death, which is also why his aura comes through. Yeah. He was like, well, I was just killed by a cape. I have to go back to sorcerer heaven to explain how I just died. Exactly. But, you know, I like how the cape is pointing to something. And we also don't know what that thing does either. So it's our first time in this sanctum with the ancient artifacts of this of this witchcraft, sorcery, and stuff like that. So we don't know any of this stuff or what it does. So we're going along with the ride just like Steven is. And that's one thing that I like, because we mentioned this in Moon Knight, too. We're going along with the ride with Steven, just as we are with, with Steven Strange, just as much as we are going with the catches for Moon Knight. What's happening? Right? But I like how he goes on ahead. 
He grabs that thing that is on the wall that the cape is pointing to. Then he puts him in this BDSM contraption. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, it's getting this movie's getting really interesting now, right? Doctor Strange and Casillas love scene. <laughs> if I can't convince you with violence, I'll convince you with love making. And like, oh, Fifty Shades of uh, Hey, Fifty Shades of Strange. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Benedict Cumberbatch in a sex scene with Mads Mikkelsen. I think I would be okay with it. I'm not, once again, I'm not into men, but at a certain point, it becomes art. You know what I'm saying? We're here for the art and explaining. This is art. (laughs) It's not just pointless love making that you see in horror films. No, this is, (laughs) this is cinema. Um, I want to also talk about this though too. When we and I've also seen like little small things on the multiverse of madness stuff like that. But some people are like, "Oh, it pays attention to Wanda too much." I was like, "Duh, Wanda is actually going to be your main focus because of the stuff that happens in House of M, which I believe." Now, this is me speculating. Of uh, the multiverse of madness is connected in with House of M, which gets rid of your ninety percent of mutants. But will they do the reverse, though? Because technically mutants mm. don't exist, so what should be Hold like, on. hmm. Oh, go, go, sorry, go. Okay, so this is, no, 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 man. Because let me know what you think of my theory on this, okay? Okay, so we have not been introduced to mutants, right? Right. Like you said. So what if the mutants that we don't know about happens to be the 90% that's going to be inside this universe, and the other half that we didn't see is gone? So the mutants that we're stuck with happens to be the X-Men, happens to be Fantastic Four, happens to be the the people that we've been wanting to see. So she, because like, we haven't seen- she just transports them to our world? Ba- well, basically, she goes through so much depression to the point where Doctor Strange has to go in her mind and break her. Mm. Like, uh, for instance, in House of M, he actually has to go into her head and be like, hey, Wanda, this was your fault. Tony died because of you. Uh, Vision died because of you. Peter Parker died. And I'm just using examples here from the comics and stuff. Peter died be, di- died because of you. Everything you've done is because of you. And you need a wake-up call. We're not mad at you, but I'm just letting you know, it's all your fault. All your fault. You right. definitely did this. So that's what basically House of M is. The realization of the fact that you lost somebody that you love and care about to the point where you're going through your own depression mm-hmm. and you build a world that around your own self. And therefore, now you're believing in that lie because you're uh, putting yourself out there thinking that uh, Vision is actually alive whenever he's not. And basically, we saw that in WandaVision. But I wish they would have actually had a little bit more depth into WandaVision because they could have gotten a lot more darker with it. But that's just my philosophy on that part. But what did you think about that, about the theory and stuff? I, I think that's a good theory. I, I like the idea of the House of M, this leading to the House mm-hmm. of M. But I'm kind of thinking since mutants aren't really introduced yet, they could still do a House of M. But instead of House of Magnus or Magneto, who else do we know currently that's in the MCU with the M name? Freaking Mordo, oh. House of Mordo. And instead of no more mutants, he gets Wanda to say, maybe he convinces Wanda 
to say no more sorcerers. So all the mystics go away. Okay, get this. There is a comic book where basically it's illegal for you to be a sorcerer. And you're not allowed to have any source, any type of artifacts. They destroy the artifacts. Then they also kill you. And everything We're going to break your stuff and then we'll kill you. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's uh, and I actually like and as a matter of fact, those comics are actually called The Last Days of Magic, in case anybody wants to pick that up, because I ended up liking that. And of course, uh, how The Last Days of Magic also goes in with uh, The Punisher versus Doctor Strange. And it's called uh, but it's not versus uh, Punisher versus Doctor Strange. It's another comic. But it's it's funny and stuff like that, especially how Strange is basically magic and they have to team up with each other to help each other. And it's a great mashup, if you think My about magic it. Magic is worthless against this bad guy, but try shooting him in the face. Right. That might work. <laughs> but going into this rewatch, though, now, you like I said, this thing opens up so many doors for the multiverse of madness to the mm-hmm. point where I thought we might actually have nightmare in this because it does talk about the nightmare realm. Mm-hmm. Also, too, the uh, even in uh, Ant Man, they went into the nightmare realm a little bit, I believe, mm-hmm. as well. And also, too, the quantum realm. That's also another thing that's connected in with the Van Hesek Four as well. Mm-hmm. So you have all these realms that you can go into. And I'm hoping that they go into the Nightmare Realm. Basically, that's actually your Freddy Cougar of the MCU. Where he go- and that's so what I want to see. Yes, ten times worse. But I wouldn't mind if they do a gender swap. And swap instead of a... Uh, I'm hoping they actually do, like, uh, Eva Green. Eva Green. Uh, I hope they actually have her in there. Because that's actually something that I would like to see is like a gender swap because we actually got that with uh, the Asian one. The Asian one's supposed to be a guy. Instead, we wind up getting a woman instead. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't mind a gender swap for that. Yeah, a nightmare. Nightmare would be a good role. Yeah, to swap that because it's a it's a deity. So like you know they change their form at will. So like it could easily be played by a woman or. Um, just a non-binary person of anyone can right. be nightmare. Potentially exactly. it'll, it'll be, it'll work out good. Most definitely. Uh, but when you look at this film and then now you're going to go into this film, it opens up your eyes a lot more than what mm-hmm. you thought. Kind and of braces you for what to expect. Just in terms exactly. of Right. And also too, that squid was also in the comic books as well. That's also something that was in the Steve Gecko stuff and things like that, which is something I do appreciate that they did in the Multiverse of Madness trailer. Um, because I actually was, I mean, I was actually freaking out when I saw that. But, you know, I'm i am happy with the way that the MCU is setting things up, even though we didn't know it at that time. Because, like you said, the big bad that we were focusing on was the Infinity Stones because of Thanos. Our main focus, our main threat was Thanos. We weren't thinking of them going into multiverse of madness or anything like that right. and explaining the multiverse the way they are. Yes. We dived into it a little bit with in game and stuff with time travel and things like that, but we didn't go heavily into it like right. we are now. Yeah. I just, I just got really excited again, watching this movie and I'm like, Jesus, I love the MCU so much. This is so much fun. And I hope it just continues forever. 
Like people are like, man, I'm getting superhero fatigue. I'm like, I'm not this, this is going on until I'm 140. I'm going to, I'm going to live that long. I'm calling it now. Like I would still love it, but yeah, th- like this movie, I thought it was just one of those, you know, you, you know, it is the first Dr. Strange movie, but you don't necessarily need to have seen it in order to watch multiverse of badness. But like looking back on it, rewatching it, there's a lot of things that, that do set up for the multiverse of madness that sets up every movie. Like that's just how the MCU works. Like you have to watch it every movie in order to fully understand the story. So I'm really excited. I was really excited to see this one. I, I it makes me want to do a MCU rewatch for the whole thing, like chronological or order and release. I prefer order by release, right? Rewatch them all. Cause this, this just made me fall in love with it all over again. Um, well, but I'm I'm really excited to see how what happened in this movie goes into the multiverse of madness. Me too, man. And if you ever want to do a rewatch of them, I'm down for doing nothing but reviews of MCU stuff to rewatches of that because that could be fun. Yeah. But um, I also like how also too and this is going to be our last little thing that I want to talk about. But I love the art, the the art, well, the special effects. To be honest, whenever you have, whenever he's first uh, meets up with the ancient one, and when she takes out of his aura, then he winds up going through his eyeball. Then she winds up taking him on this other trippy thing to the mirror realm. It was like a roller coaster ride. I felt like I was at Universal Studios and just going in for it and eating. As a matter of fact, I saw this movie in 3D the first time. Oh, yeah. And then the second time I saw it in 2D and everything. And I loved it even more. Yes. Ah, yeah. Oh, I I especially like the mirror dimension. That that part was so cool. Just how they fold reality in on itself in the mirror dimension. Those were great scenes. And fun fact, I just realized this. I don't know why I didn't realize it sooner. But Benedict Cumberbatch also voices Dormammu. Yep. I didn't know that. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. He vo- he voiced Smog, 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 Smog the, the dragon Smog. in the Hobbit, Smeggle, the dragon in <laughs> the Hobbit. So like, oh, he does he does monsters too, and I thought that I thought that was really cool. I thought it was actually pretty cool. How about how he does Dormammu? It kind of reminds me of him and just arguing with himself and getting yeah. irritated with himself. Just arguing basically. With himself. Hold on. But I lo- like I said, I love that trippy part where he's doing the time loop and is and basically you have Dormammu's worst nightmare, which is actually Doctor Strange doing the time loop over and over and over again. And finally, he has no choice but to bargain with Doctor Strange and make that deal to the point where he has to go on ahead and basically take up uh, Magnificent's character and kill off his followers and stuff like that. But I thought it was perfect. And also, too, like you were talking about the brutality. I didn't realize this, too. But when he's doing the time loop down on Earth and stuff, there's actually a woman that went flying through the windshield and she's down on the ground. And then when he does the time loop, she goes back into her car through the windshield. I'm like, oh, my God, they put that in an MCU movie. That was another brutal part. I totally forgot about that. I was just like. Oh my gosh, she just flew out her windshield, didn't she? (laughs) So even seeing it backwards, I was like, ah, so violent for 
from what I'm used to seeing in MCU, this was pretty violent. Definitely. Um, but another thing too is if you guys also are interested in some more Doctor Strange stuff, I'll also put that in the descriptions later on because I got a lot of Doctor Strange stuff that I can actually geek out about. A lot. Because I actually have a graphic novel that has like short stories of Doctor Strange in it. And there's one where he finds a magic genie lamp and everything. It's 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 bonkers. It's trippy. It's great. I love it. Uh, but yeah, as far as this rewatch goes, it definitely sets up for the multiverse of madness. Like we said, we ended up loving this film just as much as we did the first go round. Um, I also have the steel book, which I got off of eBay, <laughs> but it was forty bucks. But it was worth it at that time. Worth it. Um, any worth spent? I'm not good at words. It's okay. Forget it. I'm not Sorry. good at hooked on phonics. Sometimes I mispronounce words, and hooked on phonics never worked for me as a kid, so do not order that for your kids. Um, do not work. It's too expensive, and it doesn't work. <laughs> does not work. So, uh, but yeah, um, there's actually one more thing I want to mention is this. The guy that's playing basketball, he's actually the same guy who played on Catwoman. He played the detective on Catwoman. Oh, same actor. That movie. Yeah. And unfortunately, he's still playing basketball. <laughs> Just like how he did in Cat. <laughs> like, is there anything else that this guy can actually do? Besides, you like you're good at basketball. That's going to be your character from now on. Any movie. Basketball player. You know what? We're rebooting White Man Can't Jump. So you know what? We're going to put you in that movie. Get in there. But yeah, but as far as this movie as a whole, man, I enjoy this movie. As a matter of fact, I think that they were also setting up for Night Nurse, believe it or not, because of the fact that you have the girl, the the girl that was actually friends with Doctor Strange in this movie. His boo thing. But do you know who Night Nurse is? That's my question. It, she is a nurse at night for no. superheroes. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, she's actually runs a superhero uh, doctoring clinic. That only deals with pe- fixing up superheroes. That's convenient. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I have heard of her. I've heard of her. Wasn't all too familiar with her. Gotcha. But yeah, that's going to be it as far as our Doctor Strange rewatch. I hope that you guys enjoy this one. As a matter of fact, Alex, where can everybody follow you at? Uh, everyone can follow me at on YouTube at A-Town Reviews. And you can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram at A-TownAlex3. Feel free to Hit me up and let's chat about movies. All right. And everyone, you guys can follow me on Facebook at Movie Lovers TV Lovers right on there. And of course, on Instagram and on Pinterest as well. If you want to get an audio only podcast episode, you guys can get that on all major podcasting platforms. Of course, go on ahead, follow us on Good Pods, follow us on Apple Podcasts, and also to on, on Apple Podcasts as well. Rate us, tell us what you guys think. And then, of course, go on ahead, follow me underneath Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter, Movie Lovers Unit Zero on TikTok. And if you want to reach out to me, go on ahead, reach out to me at moviesloversunited at gmail.com. If you choose to go on ahead and donate to us, all you have to do is go to buyusacoffee.com forward slash movielovers, and that's how you can donate five to ten dollars over there. But simply liking, commenting, and subscribing on the bottom right hand corner and smashing that little bell in the bottom right hand corner to allow you guys to know when we have something new coming out. And always until next time, guys. It's been real, it's been fun. Thank you so much, Alex. I do appreciate you. And always until next time, guys. Bye-bye.